Well, everybody, welcome back to the Trick Podcast of Joy. It goes to TV on this beautiful Thursday morning. It is 10 a.m., beautiful day. And talking about how to change your mindset when it comes to your future, your future husband, your future finances, your future weight loss, ministry. You want to go overseas. You want to be a pastor's wife. You want to be a ministry leader. You want to have your church be the biggest church in the area. It really all comes down to mindset. And mindset is something that... God talks about, he says that the beginning, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that in order for you to have wisdom and make wise decisions, we have to put God first. The Bible also says that we have the mind of Christ. And so we know that it is, it is already in us. And yet, why do we then keep making the same mistakes or playing small? One of the things that I've been realizing, especially going to Italy and being there for a couple of weeks, is how... Everything is about your environment, people that you're with, people that you're surrounded by. And like they say, you know, you are the sum total of the five people that are closest to you. Being in Italy and as a male who, like, who enjoys fashion and being fit and all the things that most men enjoy, having a nice watch, having a nice tailored suit and a beautiful pair of shoes, you know, Italian fashion, right? Being there, it was amazing to realize how easy that is and yet how I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not in shape. I'm not wearing those kinds of clothes. And it's not about being rich. It's about you just simply living in a certain mindset, having a certain mindset about yourself. And it's not about an envy or image or about wanting to look like someone else. It's about you realizing that that is who you are. And yet the problem is that we constantly face what we see. You see people that are out of shape, people that are not dressed well, people that are eating too much. And so then you become the, like I said, the sum total of the people that are closest to you or what you see with your eyes or what you see on online and Instagram and, and in social media. And so you have to often change your environment. And so, for example, like if you live in an apartment or you live in a in a house with a bunch of dudes and all that is good, right? Even for me, I live in a beautiful house with a beautiful family, but even that can become a detriment to your dreams because it can limit you. Now, I think having a base is so important. You have to have a foundation. For me, I have to have the love and the support of my wife, the love of our children, Without that and Jesus and a church, you have nothing, right? You have nothing going for yourself. You don't have those basics. Now, if you're single, of course, I don't mean you have to be married and have kids to have nothing or to, to be significant. I mean, you have to start with a foundation. But assuming you have that, then what is next? Well, it's your environment. When I was in Italy, when we were there, just being on the train, I think we were going from Florence to Rome, and then on the way back, of course, from Rome back to Florence. It was just an experience that I'll never forget. I was making a beat. I took some video of myself when, I, when we were on the Amalfi Coast playing the keyboard behind this beautiful, gorgeous mountain, and in front of me was the Mediterranean Sea. And I thought, you know, really what I want, it's not about making beats and having a nice, clean studio. Yes, all that is important. You have to start there. It's not even about being the best producer or having the latest plugins or about having the, the best microphones. All that is important. Without that, you can't even aspire to the second or third levels. 
But what I realized that it's about me being on the way to Italy with my wife next to me and my kids in that in that case on my laptop, which, you know, costs $10,000. So it's not just any you have to think about all these things with my headphones and my keyboard making beats. Or let's say if artist one calls me, hey, Trig, producer, amazing Dr. T Riggs, can you send me this, this, this? Can you mix this thing? Can you tweak this? Yes, sir. Send it to him in L.A., in Atlanta, in Seattle, in New York, wherever he or she is. And I'm just collecting checks and I'm just helping people on my way to France on a train with my wife, wearing a nice suited, a nice tailored suit with a nice pair of shoes with a scarf. If it's cold on a train, first class in an airplane, flying to Germany, flying to France, flying to Uh, Dubai, flying to the Mediterranean coast, and yet managing my business professionally and in a timely manner, helping 10, 20, 30, 50 artists for the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name, from wherever I may be. And then I can come here to town, to LA, wherever my studios are, if I have one here in Long Beach in my home, or if I have a home studio in LA, a home studio in Orange County, coming back to my studios, let's say half or maybe even nine months out of the year to do the normal work. I have my staff, I have my administrative assistant, I have my kids working for me, my wife is next to me, and we have this media and and music empire for Jesus. But I can take that anywhere I go. As long as I have my laptop, my phone, my headphones, my keyboard, I can provide value and I can help you succeed. And so that really is the the way that we have to we have to think. We can't get stuck in just the little minutia of your past, of your present, of your shame, of your fear, all things that I have done and I still struggle with at times. And but we have to surround ourselves with the right people and it's so easy right now. Social media is that. Yeah, there are a lot of horrible things about social media. But one of the things that is so amazing is that you can, quote, surround yourself with the right mindset. And then God puts literally amazing people in front of you. That's what's happened to me. I I don't know how, except I know how. The grace of God and I have been consistent. God has begun to surround us with amazing, gifted people that will help us together get to that next level of being on an airplane or on on a train on my way to Rome making millions, helping millions of people, providing value to artists worldwide. And I guess my point with that is you have to get outside of your own thinking, of your own head. Even those things that are comfortable, even those relationships that are comfortable now. With that said, the foundation to it all is Jesus and your family, your marriage if you're married, your children if you have kids, your integrity, your professionalism, the 10,000 hours that it took for me to become a, I'm not a Grammy uh, award-winning producer yet, and I don't care if it happens, although I think that would be amazing, or a Latin Grammy uh, winner, but I'm on my way, and my mindset is already there. I was listening to a pod, 30 cats, <laughs> the lady that owned the, uh, the building used to have all these cats that I just couldn't stand. That's how I grew up. My grandma died with $50 in a Bank of America account. 
but she gave me life, hope, a work ethic that is like nothing. People call me discipline and I'm always doing the right thing. It came from my grandmother and of course my dad and my mom who raised me since I was 12 years old till, till I was 12. And so we all have skills and a foundation, even if you didn't have that specific thing, let's say your family wasn't there for you or whatever, you have an amazing foundation in Christ. You have an amazing, excuse me, I'm still getting over my cold. You, you have an amazing foundation in, in your relationship with God and your relationship with people that love you and your relationship, hopefully with your parents, or if you're married, or if you have someone that you love, or maybe you got out of a horrible relationship that you were, you know, having a whole year, one of those kind of, you had a, a bad whole season and you're hopefully out of that stage and now you're actually trying to be the woman or the man that you are meant to be. Or maybe you've never been that person. You've always been kind of the, the good goody two sheet quote quote unquote person. And you're saying, God, when, when is that man? When is that woman going to come my way? You keep building your foundation in Christ, in ministry, your physical appearance, your body, your mindset, what you see, what you don't see, who you cut out of your life. And most of all, realize that God has given you that seven-figure salary and you need to start, you need to stop playing small. You need to stop thinking, I can't afford this. Now, I'm not saying get into debt. I'm not talking about actual buying things you can't afford. So I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's about the mindset. So when I walk, when, I, when we were in France or in Italy, in Rome, in Florence, in, in uh, Naples, when we were in the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican, <laughs> I wasn't thinking, oh, this poor Nicaraguan war-torn kid that was undocumented or didn't have all my documents that grew up in a studio with my grandma and 30 cats. I wasn't thinking that. I thought, of course I'm here. Look at who I'm married to. Look at, who, look at my kids. Look at my God. Look at what he's given me. Look at who I've become. I, I've put in the work. I've put in the hours. I've suffered. I mean, it's like some people say, Every human has to have suffering that they overcome. I call it the ACL experience. That's a model that I teach. It's part of my coaching program. I am a mentor and a coach, especially for people at, at crises, at midlife crises or midlife transitions or quarter life transitions. And one of the things that I teach is finding grace in your crisis. Some people either spiritualize for crises. Oh, God is good. God is faithful. And yet that trauma in their body, in their, in their mind, in their emotions is still there. And that's why they keep falling back or they, they give into it. But what I have found is in the ACL experience, this model that I came up with by the grace of God and a lot of studying and research and my education, etc. It talks about A, adventure, plus C is crises, but it's finding grace in your crisis equals love equals you being able to love yourself, love other people, love God, to truly live out your, your God-given adventure. But you have to find grace in that crisis. You have to actually be someone who understands who you are, who understands your dynamics, who understands your hang-ups and how your environment or your dad wasn't there or your sister's sick or your husband is, is cheating on you or your body's a mess. You understand these dynamics and you get away from that. You go beyond that. You grow in Christ. You become, as people say, the best version of yourself, not by becoming this selfish person who's always on hikes and always just drinking coffee and always just doing things for you, but instead someone who, yes, you do all that, but you're doing that to find the best man, the best woman, to find the best God, to find your future 
career. You, you invest into your career, into your habits, into your health, into your into your spiritual life. You invest into your mindset, most of all, so that you can find grace in that crisis. Otherwise, what happens, and this is what happened to me for so many years, you just spin your wheels. You're just doing a bunch of things and you keep making the same mistake. You keep, you end up with the same guy over and over. These are the people that I coach. These are the things that I have found to be true with people that I'm coaching right now or over the last five years that I've been coaching. People, let's say girls in their mid-20s or late 20s that go through a whole face and they keep getting and these are christian people these are people in leadership that lead worship that are in leadership teams even wives or husbands of pastors i mean we're talking about people that are spiritual right and, and top people and yet they keep making the same mistakes with who they date or who they're sleeping with or the money or their physical body or relationship chaos or baby daddies or drugs addictions whatever it may be pornography overspending or Underliving, meaning undervalued, devaluating themselves, not living to the full, to their fullest potential. They're they're not truly living in their in their in their power, in their joy, in their gozo, and or being rebellious, not being patient, not having kindness, not being someone who is who is long suffering, who is yeah patient, and who isn't in a rush to get to the next place. And there are many things that can happen, a lack of discipline. These are some of the things that I have been through in, I would say, the last maybe 10, 15 years is because of trauma and blah, blah, blah. What I did is I was playing beneath my my skill set, beneath my abilities, beneath my God-given talent because of all these hangups. And I kept making the same mistake, getting into the same kind of churches with the same kind of people with the same kind of habits and not really living in my purpose because of fear because of i didn't grow up in a trailer but i grew up not with a ton of you know i actually had a lot of entrepreneurial people in my life and my father was an amazing leader nonprofit, and then a pastor my uncle was an architect and a music director my family from my father's side were, were all jewel jewelers they, they work with jewelry and gold and so my uncle owns construction companies so i come from uh, a kind of a big mindset of anything is possible but what messed me up you could say was the trauma of leaving home when i was a little boy and then basically losing my i don't know my center and that's why as i said it's so important to have that foundation but if even if you have even if you lost that foundation like i did in your teens or maybe younger or later in life whatever you have to then put in the work to regain that footing to regain your foundation and so man i spent 10 maybe fifty thousand dollars in counseling medication yoga uh, I was in the best shape of my life, even into my early mid forties, lifting weights every day. I'm not doing that anymore, but you know, lifting weights every day, eating healthy rice and chicken. I would make my own meals for like five years, maybe ten years. I made a bunch of money in the church and outside of the church. I recorded music. I helped a ton of people, but I continued, even though that was happening like underneath the surface. My big idea was still filled with fear and basically scarcity and i'm going to get deported quote unquote i the the rug is going to be pulled out from under me all of these trailer park kind of quote unquote back to this lady mentality even though god is saying no you can afford the penthouse you can pay five thousand bucks a month for this apartment 
the top of LA where you want to be. It's not just, a, it's, and it's not about vanity or about materialism. It's about this is where I belong. This is what fits me. This is the, the shoe fits, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it doesn't have to be something material for you. It could be just simply the man that you deserve, the, the job that you know you need to have, the income that you know is, is meant for you, the kind of relationship, the body, the, uh, the house, your place, the way you live your life. Maybe you, you're someone who doesn't clean your house or your apartment or your room. And you know, like, this is not me. Maybe you are into promiscuity or into drugs or into laziness or sloth or envy or, and you're like, this is not me. Maybe you overwork and you disregard your family and you re, I mean, you're a womanizer. Maybe you are someone who spends too much money or who works too many hours or who isn't home enough or, or whatever, right? And you know, that's not who you are. And you know that you deserve that $5,000 penthouse in, in LA or New York or somewhere. You have to keep that mindset alive. Now, I want to give you a couple tips. How do we keep that mindset alive? Well, first, as I said, you have to have a firm foundation. Second, you have to have people around you that are going to think and, and be like you. And then you have to have coaching. You have to have that guiding light. Jesus, of course, his word, worship, church, pastors and leaders, counselors, mentors, therapists, and then I believe, because this is obviously what I do, you have to have someone who's been there, done that, who is successful, who's been through it, who's been through the unhappiness and the chaos and giving into fear, who's been through all the ups and downs of that and all the iterations of that, because that takes forever. That takes, I would say, 10 years and who's come out on the other side. Don't hang out with someone who is just like you, who's just as broke, as poor, as, as mindless as, as you are, or who's not thinking straight. What, even if it's your family, especially if it's your family or your husband, your, your kids, your people, your friends, even church people, you have to be in an environment. And these days, it's very easy to do that because there's so many online spaces. But I think that to have a coach one-on-one -on -one or a group coaching session, this is what I offer. I offer group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. I offer videos and free stuff. I also have my paid services that can walk you through an experience in a blueprint, in a path. And what I offer, as I said, is something I came up with through a lot of reading and training and et cetera, called the ACL experience. I tore up my ACL when I was in my 20s. I thought I'd never dunk a basketball again. Yes, I used to dunk a basketball. And through a lot of hard work and physical therapy and pain and all these things, I was able to dunk a basketball again. And I was amazing and I could lift weights and all these things. I, I can show you pictures of my natural bodybuilding season that I had for about five years, blah, blah, blah. And this is even into my 40s. And, but through that experience, I realized that ACL, even though it stands for anterior cruciate ligament, I thought, you know what? Adventure, crisis, and love. That's the formula to true love. It's, you, have to re, you have to reconnect with your God-given adventure. And that has to be a very emotional, very specific moment in your life. For me, it's my father. It's to be like my father. That's my adventure, is to, to bless the world like my father did through music, through love, through his family, through, through the church, through his faith in Jesus. He was a pastor, nonprofit leader, a musician. All I want to do in my life is to be like my father and really to be the man that he wasn't able to be after I left home. And that's really all I want to do in my life is to is to be that man to myself, to, to God, you could say, to my son, to my daughters, to my wife, and then to you, to people. That's my adventure is to be like my father. Then crisis, finding grace in the crisis. As I said, growing up away from far from home, war-torn kid, 
immigrant, no papers, growing grow up with my 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 grandma in a, in, a, in a studio with thirty cats, didn't have uh, means, uh, didn't have blah blah blah, and then anxiety and fear and all these negative thoughts and and just not 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 exactly sure, and then a bunch of shame over things that I did and shouldn't have done and all this stuff, but finally finding grace and realizing all these things that I'm teaching you. Oh, wow, that's why I do that. Oh, I can choose this instead. Oh, that's those are the people that I'm with. I need to be in this environment instead. Oh, wow, I don't need to be with this girl. I'm going to marry this amazing woman. All these choices and beginning to then find grace in the middle of a crisis. And then that, when you combine A plus C, it's an alchemy. It's a combining of those things, and it equals this deep, unfathomable, everlasting love that I have for God, for my wife, for myself, for people that I love, for the things that I do. And it's specifically for me, it, it is this. It's being a media and content creator and producer and being a pastor and a coach. And like I said, my, my love is to be able to be on a train with my wife, my way to France, my way to Rome, my way to Dubai, my way to, to, uh, to the Amalfi Coast and having in my laptop the ability to bless the world, to make millions and to have multiple offices where I'm coaching and mentoring and producing music and media and podcasting and coaching thousands of young people throughout, <coughs> excuse me, throughout the world, young and old, in, in Jesus' name. And that's what I'm living and that's what I'm discovering. And, but it took this process and it takes this process every day. I have to practice these these tools and techniques every day with prayer and fasting and supplication and being connected to my church and, and loving my wife, being faithful to one woman for 30 years, one woman, one person for all those years. That is where it all begins. And it really all begins with my faith in Jesus Christ. And when suffering comes and when my mom is not well or my father passed away or my grandmother who raised me passed away or when I go through unemployment or when I go through sickness or a pandemic hits, you're able to go back to those to those basics and to these tools and techniques that I teach that, uh, that are very powerful. And so, and all of this is just... Uh, an act of grace, an act of God. He's the one that's doing all of these things, and it's beautiful to know what God is doing. Let's see a couple of comments here on the chat. Let's see what we have here. Who was your pops? Does he have music? Oh, thanks so much, Mr. Rock. So my, my father in heaven, yes, he's now in heaven, but my father, he recorded Christian music, and so thank you for the comment, by the way. He recorded Christian music, and his name was just like mine, David Rigueros. And he was in a quartet. He was a first tenor. And I have a record right outside in my studio of him recording with his brother and his cousin, I think it was, and a friend, the four of them. He was a first tenor, had the most gorgeous voice uh, acclaimed throughout his country, Nicaragua, had a, rec had a couple of records that he did all Christian music, all honoring Jesus. And I love that record because first, of course, his picture's on there and now he's with Jesus. But then there's one with just him and, well, the four of them with headphones and these awesome microphones. And guess what I'm doing? I'm doing the same thing with my music and all of these amazing Christian artists that I have, R&B, hip hop. And then in the bottom, there's a bottom picture, this is his band. A, a MD on the piano, an organ, an electric guitar, saxophone, trumpet, trombone. His band was there with microphones, etc. And I often look at my pictures and what I do, as well as my love for Jesus and my pastoring and coaching, and I think, wow, I am becoming like my father. Back, see, back to that adventure that I talk about. And so, yes, he uh, his music. I actually have a YouTube. Excuse me, <coughs> I'm getting over a cold. Apologies. On my YouTube page, you can just type in my name. 
I have a remake of one of his songs. I sang with him, kind of like uh, Nat King Cole, I think it was, right? Did something with her dad. I did something with my father where he's singing alongside of me, or actually I'm singing alongside of him on one of the songs that he recorded off that record that I mentioned called The uh, Troubadours of the King. <laughs> Shout out to my father in heaven. So yeah, thank you for the comment. So th all these things are all part of that adventure, is you getting in touch with the humanity and the richness and that treasure that is in all of us. But life and sin and choices and pain and trauma, PTSD, all these things that I've been through, that many of us have been through, young and old, black or white, we, I don't know if we allow that, but certainly we have, I think, yeah, in some ways we allow these things to, to almost to eliminate or destroy or negate or bury that treasure that is in us and now a lot of people spend 80 years and never get out of that particular um i have some spam here going on so let's see here i don't know how to get rid of that spam but yeah just forget that spam there so but my point is that you have to get outside of that mindset of just spinning your wheels i'm coaching for example right now one of my clients she is in her mid to late 40s and for the last 10 years been spinning her wheels through my coaching the last four or five months she's now on her way to start her own business to get out of a relationship that is no good for her to finally realize that she she's amazing and she's got these unique gifts that god's given her that have nothing to do with her previous career but that have a lot to do with her future she's on her way to say no to these toxic relationships that she's around it, surrounded by she's on her way to get her own place to move out of her current place to not be tied down to this job that it, yeah it's paying her okay but she doesn't really want that anymore on her way to discover this next her, this second half of her life, this happiness curve, as I like to call it. When you go through a midlife or quarter-life crisis, quarter-life just means that when you're in your 20s, you go through this. And then when you're in your 40s, it happens again. When you're on the other side of this, well, when you're on the backside of it, it's unhappiness. It's unhappy. You're going to suffer. You're going to stay there, spin your wheels. Like, like I said, this client, she when we first met, she was saying, I just feel like I'm just on a hamster wheel throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall for 10 years since my father's death and i have no idea what i'm doing i'm still just making things up as i go i am lost i don't know where god is i don't know what's happening i have all these degrees all these all these tools and yet i feel hopeless alone depressed unvalued nobody cares except my dogs <laughs> and but through the grace of God and my coaching and training, she's in a better place. She's on her way to greatness and to this, un, you know, the other side of the, of the happiness curve. So I have many people that, by the grace of God, I've been able to help to kind of uh, get out of that place of playing small. And, and that's what we're all doing. I'm not like a millionaire saying, hey, look at my 10 houses and look at my... But my mindset and my actions are on the other side. I can honestly say that I, I know what this is like to be on top, right? Let's say 10 years ago. And then I know what it's like to go through this valley of the last 10 years, maybe even 15 years. It takes forever, guys. It doesn't take a couple of months. It takes time to undo 30, 40, 20 years of bad habits and trauma and PTSD. And then I can honestly say now at this season of my life that I am on my way to the second half 
of my life being the truest me, a happiest me, a more wealthy me, healthy me. And now I have the foundation of my wife and kids and the stability and my faith and my church and my family to then uh, bring even more happiness into my life and to bless more people and to become a media and uh, music mogul for Jesus and to bless the world with positive music, with positive content, with with faith-based. I don't mean like ultra-religious crazy, but I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like political stuff. I'm talking about positive, hopeful, hope-filled music and content. I'm, I don't mean just me. I am just the, 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 the servant, the producer. I'm talking about hundreds and thousands of young people, all, all ages, all colors, Spanish, English, whatever language, that I'll be able to produce their content and bring hope and peace to the world post-pandemic, post all this horrible stuff that we've been through, post all the temptations that are out there that are going to get even stronger, more alcohol, more promiscuity, more spending, more lasciviousness, more hate, more violence, more anger. We have to punch the enemy back. We have to hit him in the mouth because Satan is not slowing down. He's not producing less music. He's not making less TikTok videos. Instead, he is doubling down, tripling down. And so we as people of faith, people of God, people of the light of Jesus, we, we have to stand up now. And we can't just do it from our phone. We can't just do it. Yes, that's all good and that's fine. But I'm telling you, the time has come where the cream is going to rise to the top and it's already happening. Where only the best content, the best video, the best audio, the best sets, the best everything. And I have to level up what I'm doing here. Where everything that you see has to be at a, le at a high level. Because everyone can just grab a phone and just create content and cry in, in their car and create TikTok videos and become a millionaire. Or have two million followers. That's easy now. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's doable, right? But the people are going to stand out. And those people are going to probably stick around for a while. I don't know. Until all their drama ends, I guess. But for, for those of us who are people of the light, we have to level up our professional, technical game. And we have to then produce better content. And so that's what I'm doing. And that's my dream and my passion. That's, that's just a dream. That's what I'm doing every day. And I've left everything. I left a... A, the safety of my quote corporate job and what I did for 30 years and it's scary and it's not easy and I'm still climbing and I'm not quite yet where I want to be but by the grace of God I have integrity in my heart I'm not selling my soul to the devil or to my fear or to my shame or to uh, whatever it is and I'm not saying I don't deal with it still there's still times when I get a no or something kind of goes wrong with my finances or connections and I think oh boy is this going to work? And so I'm not saying that I, I don't experience those those same fears and, and feelings of unworthiness and shame. It's just I know what to do, how to find grace. And I only stay there for maybe a couple of maybe minutes, maybe hours, maybe even a day. But not as much as I used to. Not as often as I used to. And not only do I not stay there, but I go back to my plan. I know where I'm headed. I know who I am. I know what God's calling me to do. I know my foundation. I know what matters in life. I know what's valuable. My faith, my wife, our kids, our stability, our love, our communication, our passion, my integrity, making good choices, having great people around me, serving my community, serving my church. And like I said, producing uh, value and helping a ton of people out of pure love. 
not out of wanting to be the best as an Enneagram 3, not out of, I'm not saying that it, there's no ego in what I'm doing, but the more that you experience these things that I'm talking about, the less ego that's involved, the more Jesus, the more God, the more spirit, the more purity, the more holiness, the more light, the more, yeah, beauty and passion and joy and gozo that is revealed and the world sees it and the world is blessed by it and we can change this this we can turn this thing around and we can see goodness and light uh, come back into the world which we need it which we need so much so you can sign up for my coaching program having broken family doing years and years and years of of thinking you don't deserve anything of thinking you're worthless or you are um a victim or that you um that you do not deserve love I'm doing all of that for you. Imagine it's what I've done. Imagine having kids. I have three amazing 20 year olds, 20 to 24, that are on their way to success spiritually, financially, relationships, homes, cars. Uh, and most of all, they have their integrity, their peace. They're a beautiful uh, whole. I'm not saying they're perfect and angels, but I'm saying they are beautiful young men of God and women of God. Why? Because we, my wife and I, have established that foundation. We have committed to that for 30 years, and now we have the results of that. We can see what God has done and what God can do when you establish it from finish. So if you're in your 20s or you're maybe even at 30, 40, and you're saying, man, I need to redo my foundation. I need to reestablish who I really am in Christ with these better tools and be better equipped so I don't mess it up for myself or my wife or my kids or or you're like I don't want kids that's why I'm going to die alone you want to pass that down to the next generation you want to just be a nihilist and end your life at 27 or at 37 or even 47 of course not you want to pass down generational peace joy love uh, like I said, adventure crisis and love grace in your crisis you don't want to pass down crisis you want to pass down grace Imagine you being able to teach these tools to your own kids, to your own husband, to your friends. You starting up your own business, coaching people. You know, there's a bunch of people, you know, Jay Shetty and uh, some of my early mentors that were spiritual leaders that I thought, man, these amazing men of God, or I mean, in his case, a spiritual man, uh, they're teaching these principles that are really making a difference in the world. That's not just in the church. That's not just, uh, I don't know, a book or something that is actually online where people are and it's making a difference in the world. And imagine you being that kind of person, that kind of young man, young woman. And you don't have to be a speaker. You don't have to be a spiritual leader or a, or a content creator. You can just do a traditional thing. You can just simply be an awesome mom. I mean, to me, there's no greater reward or result from all this, at least for me, than to have just regular people doing regular things, doing them right, doing them with power, doing them with joy. And doing miraculous things through them just being normal people. I remember I read a book by Watchman Nee, one of my early mentors in my faith. And he wrote a book called Normal Christianity. And it was all about being radical, basically. But radical needs to become normal. Whereas right now, being normal is like so radical. And people are like, oh, wow, you have a family. You've been married for all these years. You have a house. You're happy. You're at peace. You're blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's normal, and yet it's so radical. And we have to just simply go back to talking about what it's like to be normal, and even if we have to call it being radical, it doesn't matter what we call it, but we're talking about being a person of high value, a person of high impact, but doing it from a place of integrity, of being in touch with their faith, with, like I said, adventure, crisis, and love. Someone who is 
living a life of gozo, living a life of, of joy. I have my gozo bar right here. And who is able to truly live within their means, to travel, to experience life, to to think the way they are meant to be thinking. Not everyone's meant to travel the world, and but I think that everyone is meant to travel the the mind of Christ and to really understand the mind of God. We can't understand it, so it's not like we can get there, but we can uh, we can we can shoot for the stars. We can shoot for becoming more like Jesus. That's what Colossians three says: is that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So we already have that divine power, that ruah spirit of God. Shout out to my brother Mason in us, in the ruah. We're already in the ruah. Shout out to my brother Louis about uh, being a, a person of the spirit of being a person of the ghost as he calls it and that's what's in us it's 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 a it's a wonder amazing power it's revelation power it is uh, under overwhelming uh, amazing power that is in us it's uh, power i forget the name of that song um and so that's what's in us it's this power that is in us that is like no other but sometimes we play small. We live underneath our means. We live underneath our dreams. We live underneath our abilities and our and our bala. But we're no longer going to do that. So let me know how I can help you. I got to go. Thank you for being here. Make sure that you reach me. Leave me a comment. It helps the algorithm. Like this video wherever you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Leave me a comment. Share this broadcast with your friends. And most of all, let's talk. Thanks so much for being here, and I'll see you next time. Adios.